I knew it. Another Heard at Media production. Welcome to Mommy Issues, a podcast where an ex-reality TV star mom and her reality TV-loving daughter bridge the gap between their generations through celeb news, all things Bravo, and their own personal mommy issues. How are we doing? Wow. There is so much going on in this world. Yes. Especially the Bravo world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am going to... um, let you lead because where you lead, I will I follow anywhere, anywhere that, that you tell me to. If you need, if you need, need me to be with you, I will follow. Oh, oh. I love doing that. We have oh. a friend of mine, you know, on Instagram. I, I actually, I think met her in person when she's really cool she's got your beautiful life i think it's um oh yeah yeah i've got yeah, the end she's great um and she's like i'm hooked on gilmore girls because when she discovered our podcast she went back and just binged listened to everything and then now <laughs> she's like i'm obsessed with emily she reminds me of my mom uh, really i thought she was gonna say she reminds me of you <laughs> yeah that too um we, we don't want that we um, do not Okay. Hello. Let's really get started. Um, let's get started. Let's do some highs and lows, shall we? You want to go first? I feel like you got uh, some highs or I feel like you may have some lows you want to talk about. I feel like you're going through a lot of shit right now. What are my lows? I mean, not really. You know, it's, it's not, it's, this business is difficult. you know what I'm saying? Like you're marinating here. I, right. I'm here at, um, at, um, in, in Charlotte because my co-packer, my manufacturer is, is, well, three hours from here, and I came to spend time with Kathy, so that's a huge high. I love it here. I'm in at Kathy's mother-in-law's townhouse. Um, steps away from her house, which is so steps nice. Steps away from her house. It's so nice, you know, that um, just, it's great. I love that. So that's yeah. a highlight. I feel so relaxed and calm here. You know, I had to drive six hours yesterday to go to my co-packer, probably have to do that again next week. Mm. Just, I am very... Um, control freak in every aspect of my life and the products that bear my name are no exception and so that's what it is you know I need it like I need it perfect and so you know I had to go and do all that and it's it's a lot of work but it's what I signed up for so is it enjoyable are you having fun I mean I didn't have fun yesterday but it wasn't awful it's just <laughs> a lot of driving you know what I'm saying I was tired I had to get up at five in the morning because you know we're, we're working on stuff together and then I got back and then Kathy's husband keeps saying saying to me you see you're not going to be able to sleep today and every night I can't sleep I'm like can you stop saying that he's putting so, it out in the universe I know people are like yeah so so no yeah and other good things happening that I can't discuss yet but um, I've been asked to be, you know, in, in the next Miss Universe pageant and mm. I don't want to get into details. Yeah. No. But you know, other, other fun stuff, just good, good. I'm alive. You're alive. Um, I'm alive. It's important guys. You know, every day there's, there's all bad news. I've also decided the social media is the worst thing that happened to humanity oh. in general. Okay. Like, it is the worst thing, which is why I wrote, um, Lola loves your selfie, which right. is, which will launch on March 1st, by the way. And I'll let you oh. guys know about it. 
Yeah. That's uh, soon. That's very yeah, soon. Super soon. March 1st. It'll be live. Um, and I'm very proud of it because it's not just everything that I do. is not just for the reason of like, I want to have a book. It's not a vanity project. Honestly, it was just, I had something to say and I, I wish that I could talk to little girls because I have been in places with little girls that are six, seven, eight years old. And you ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they'll say, influencer they say real housewives they say i want to be on below deck they'll no. say i want to be on vanderpump rules and so no not six or seven year olds well i don't know the ages like my friend's <laughs> daughter is i what second grade that's seven or eight second grade geez louise whatever i i don't love girl saying that not that you can't do that if that's what you choose to do but i yeah, i want yeah. them to remember that there's other options and and also social media makes most of us feel bad about ourselves and yes, so that's true. that's a load that i have i the other day another low now you see you reminded me i decided to i came across a kathy hilton picture where she tagged what she meant called was her third daughter and i knew it was her daughter-in-law tessa hilton who's married to Baron Hilton. And I went on a deep dive and decided that the rest of all live such ordinary, vulgar, little peasanty lives. And I just kept looking at everything. And I'm like, I hate myself and my life. And why didn't I whatever for like a hot second and me that I know better. It made me feel bad. Mm. You know, I don't look at like, I don't know, women on Real Hustlers and think, oh, I want to be that. not that but like this girl is like a countess from whatever they met in St. Bart's. Three years later, they married in St. Bart's. They have three perfect children. They have homes all over the world. And it's like, imagine what it does to somebody less educated uh, or younger or whatever. So yeah, social media is the worst thing. I'm susceptible. So yeah, it's easy everybody's to fall into a hole. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I hear Just that. Just don't go there. Don't follow her. Don't look at it because you'll be like 30, skinny, perfect royal title married to you know u.s royalty living the most charmed life perfect children no Compar don't, just don't comparison go. is the thief of joy it is really the thief of joy for real for real we don't we don't compare and if we no. do we choose again we say i'm comparing because i love i want that life for me and oh, right and you were trying to manifest it right and you're you say I, I, I'm not comparing. I'm, I want that life and I'm worthy of that life. And I believe that I can have that life. Right. You reframe the, the negative thoughts. Right. Which I actually guess. brings me to my high. Okay. I'm on a journey. I'm You're on, on a, a journey. She's I, on a journey. I'm on What's a journey. What's the journey to her, please? Help my, us. My journey, and maybe this is something that will spark some something for somebody because that's what it did for me. I was listening to a podcast, and somebody mentioned Gabby Bernstein. Don't know who this person is. Oh, I've I've read Gabby Bernstein. I've been following her for ten years. Have never heard of her. But I've I, met her. Okay, can I talk? <laughs> well, I just don't want you to idolize that, this person. Why? Well, okay. You know, don't meet your heroes. But go ahead. Okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> I heard somebody talking about it on a podcast and I was like, sh she was talking about how this person helped like set her on a path of like 
manifestation and how great things were coming to her when she started reading her books and stuff. And I think I was just like maybe craving that and maybe like needing that. So mm. I was like, let me just see what this is about. I started with other podcasts. I just searched Gabby Bernstein and like other podcasts, like an Apple podcast to see what other interviews she did. I listened to one and was like hooked. Everything she was saying, I just like, it, very it resonated much, with you. It resonated with me because I'm already like, since reading Laura Lynn Jackson's book signs in 2020, I've been on like a whole spiritual, like I have a very strong connection with the universe. I like ask for signs. I receive them constantly. Me too. And it's like that in itself, I think is a very big part of Gabby Bernstein's like messaging. It's like, first you actually have to have a relationship with the universe. And I was like, okay, I'm there, but th I'm still being held back, you know? Yeah. And, and it's only you who's holding yourself back. Right. So I started with her latest book that she released called Super Attractor, because that's what she was talking about on the podcast. And that's what resonated with me. I just finished it today, audiobook. And let me tell you something. I feel such a tremendous shift in my... Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it too then, <clears throat> since I... you have it in my audiobooks. Yeah. I So what I realized in my journey is what's been holding me back is fear and insecurity and how that is all inside of you. And what puts you out of alignment in your, in your, with the universe, with manifest, when, with manifesting what you want is the like intense insecurity and fear that it, it all boils down. Like insecurity and fear are the same thing really. And fear is a liar. Fear yeah. is a liar. But Just keep all, that in mind always. All it is, but beyond that, all it is, is you thinking that you are not worth, you're, you're not right. worthy of good things. Right. And, and so it's the little guy on your shoulder telling you, can you really do that? I don't think you can. And you're just going to have to like knock him off. It's not easy. It's not. And the thing that I've learned and what's been helping me is like the second I start thinking like I, everything around me is happening and I'm truly taken care of. And I believe that I'm worthy of good things. The second I start like really speaking that out, of course, what seeps in is like, no, you're not. And you don't like it. What you want is too big and whatever. Her method is a choose again method where you like basically say to yourself, like, I forgive you for thinking that. And then you choose again. I forgive you, but I do believe that I'm worthy. And you just kind of like reprogram yourself I it's, love it because it's based on second chances. Like give yourself a second chance. It's not exactly. over just because you messed up once. And, and, you know, the thing about manifestation, we both really believe in that. And I think that people look at me kind of crazy sometimes can, you know, he's open, but like the other day I'm, I, I bought these tiny sage candles, mm -hmm. right? I sage my house all the time, but it's an energy clearing thing. I use it when I'm working. I use it, whatever, when I'm feeling a little heavy, Right. Right. And and yes, it helps. But it's not like when people you remember, you know, the famous book that started all of it, The Secret. Right. That's about putting out into the universe what you want and you envision what you want. Mm -hmm. And then people convinced convinced con, um, confused it with the power of positive thinking. It's not the same thing. And it also isn't just think real hard that something's going to happen and it'll happen. The way that it works really is when you manifest something, you put all your focus in something that you want. And naturally, when you do that, you work harder on those things. And that's why they happen. It's not magic, but it is. Because if you don't focus on it and you don't really see yourself there, then when you when you face hurdles and roadblocks, you're going to give up. 
So yeah. you have to fully see yourself there. And it's hard. It's hard. And for us women, it's hard because we're so hard on ourselves. And, you mm. know, people that are younger, I think, you know, like you are more open to that. Women my age are probably like, you know, even when you're talking to me about, you know, the thing that I was saying about the Hiltons is like, no, you just have to believe you're worthy of that and stuff. But what happens when you're, you know, in your 50s or, you know, 50, 60, whatever, do you think, nah, you know, it's too late for me? Like, what am I, I going to reinvent the wheel now? So I it's think important. that does. I think that, it, yes. that seeps in for sure. And I think it's, again, it's just choose again, believe that you are just forgive yourself for having that thought and believe that you are. Um, I've I learned like so much in hearing this audiobook, like about just like releasing control, what's meant for you will come. You don't have to try so hard because the things that you really, really try for, and they're not coming. I, that's yes, a sign. They, they maybe weren't white meant for you. They're not meant for you. And like, I think that's something that I struggle with a lot. It's like, I, I push myself, I push myself very hard. I work very hard. Sometimes I like overwork myself. And I'm, what I'm learning is that I need to relax and feel good because when you feel good, good things come to you. That's the other messaging in this book. This yeah. is the and just be version. in a place where you feel happy. You know, like I've been thinking about moving here, you know, or, or kind of going by not, it's not by coastal, but just kind of, you know, splitting my time because when I'm here, I have a, a sense of peace. I, I just feel that I don't have to conform to something in a certain way. And I remember yesterday, my three hour drive that started at five 30 in the morning, AT&T was down and all the networks were down. Yeah. And for some reason I had, and, and got, everybody was freaking out. And I couldn't listen to my podcast. And suddenly what came on was got the Spotify on her in her car. And it was the best music. And for three hours, I was like singing and I was whatever. And I was like, who are you? Who is this? <laughs> you know that I'm not a musical person. You're you not at all. very music oriented. And your dad, too. You got that from him. And I just, wow, music can make you happy. It brought back, you know, Kathy has a super interesting mix of music. So stuff would come on. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. And I just had the best time. And I, it's, it's about, you know, I used to say like bloom where you're planted and, and, and yes, if you don't have a choice, but if you have a little bit of a choice, find where the soil is the most fertile for your type of flower. You know what I mean? And mm. I feel like my type of flower uh, blooms better in an environment that's more quiet more whatever yeah. at this point in my life but not at this point in my life that's who I've always been yeah. actually yeah. never been a party animal never been any of that I like to read I like farmers markets I like whatever so you know yeah I, I, again I think listening to yourself and and and, and I love I'm going to listen to that book because I love the idea that try again you know just it's, forgive it's yourself you did right. so what you messed up yeah which brings me to my low and okay. it has to do with you my low is... Oh, God, no, don't talk about that, though. What? I don't think that's a good idea. Okay, okay. I thought you were going to talk about the podcast. I am going to talk about the podcast. Oh, fuck. My low is you believing that we're not a legitimate podcast. I do believe we're a legitimate podcast. I'm just thinking that we have, you know, I'm, I'm trying to gauge based on the charts and stuff what is resonating with people, and I want people to tune in and tell other people and that kind of stuff. Dude, I, that's more for you than for me. I'm sorry. No, it's not. It's for you. It's really for you because I think obviously you called me at a time where I'm like, 
on this journey, listening to this audiobook. Right. It was bad trying timing. to like propel myself into positivity, into like belief in myself, into like self-esteem and self-worth. Well, and clearly. I think I, I like, I believe that we are on the right path with the podcast. I do. I think that from when we started almost two years ago in March to now, we have had a significant amount of progress and success. It is not financially as successful as you'd want it to be, but things like this take time, right? And like, I think I just, I feel like we're on the right path and that can be enough. Like, it's just like, I want to let go a little bit and be like, I, I work so hard on this podcast and I think no I know and, and we want to have fun with it and we I do. know but I think like you calling me and telling me I'm so, oh my god no, I'm sorry I'm sorry I, I I think that I called you at the wrong time but I have to tell you I'm sorry don't cry I was impressed with the way that you didn't even flinch though I know that you internalize everything but you didn't even flinch you said I disagree I, know. I disagree. I just feel I, like I'm proud of what we're doing. I'm proud of whatever. And the proof is in the fact that, you know, our listenership has gone up tenfold. I get it. I'm sorry. I just, it's... here's what happened to me. And I want you to know where I'm coming from. When we started this podcast and, and even, you know, I didn't try very hard. It, you know, I saw it as your podcast. I just come on. I'm your sidekick you whatever in in many ways that's still true but i when we started with a legitimate hosting company you know i was like i think you panicked a little bit yeah and i i, I have to do more but i have to and so i'm hard on myself i, don't I know like you are my voice i don't like whatever i use filler words i will i sometimes i'm talking and i feel that you think that i'm too wordy and long-winded and i'm whatever and i'll drop a sentence off and so I also feel that you know, I know. there's so many insecurities about this stuff and, and I want to succeed. I know. I know. And that's what I was feeling from you on that phone call where you were like, just for, for everybody, my mom called me and was talking about like, I'm taking like voice coaching stuff. Cause I hate the sound of my voice and I feel like we should be doing this and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you're Not too hard on coaching. yourself. I read an article, but right. Yeah. I, I just mean like, you're doing great. And I think I, I know exactly where it stemmed from. I knew it, it stemmed from the feeling of like, now we have a podcast host. Now we, now you're looking at the charts and I think you're doing, you're trying to like, be like, well, we need to be better. We need to be better. I want to give people more, but, but we're giving them everything we have. And that is enough. That's enough. You're doing great using filler words. Who cares? Everyone uses filler words. You don't have to be perfect. And like, I think that's where I was like, I, what triggered me? Like, yes, I was telling you like all the things that I really felt like, no, I, I, I respectfully disagree. I think I'm doing a fantastic job. I think you're doing a fantastic job. I think we're on the right path and period, end of story. But like, of course I internalize it because you're my mom. And then like, I, I wasn't really criticizing you. I, thought... I know you weren't criticizing me. I, I know where it was. Co- I know it had everything to do with you. I know that. But I, I, and get, also get off I feel the guilty because I think that you have taken on this narrator moderator role because I'm a hot mess or something. No, I want to. This is what I want to do. I'm so passionate about this. I'm trying to do this more. I'm trying to start a, my own podcast at the company I work for because that's what I want to do. It's a bigger audience over there. Maybe it'll draw people over here too. Like 
I love doing podcasts. I want to Me be too. the one who runs this. I it's not because I'm like, here comes the train wreck. You are a, a significant part of the success of this podcast. And you need to believe that this would be nothing without you. It would just be me sitting here. Nobody wants to fucking hear what I have to say alone. The success of this podcast is you and me talking about real stuff or stupid shit. And it's fun or it's emotional like this or whatever, you know? And I I think what happened to me was I got off the phone with you. And as much as I knew it had nothing to do with me and you weren't criticizing me, I resent, I start feeling this resentment towards you. Cause I'm like, Oh God, Oh my God, this is where my insecurity and fear stems from. It's my mom. And I start no, feeling that like, was on my insecurity. I know, but it's like, how can you not start internalizing this when your no, mom is the one saying you should be doing this? You should be doing that. Well, it's like, well, just so you know, what I meant was even though, even though I haven't given enough and I'm, maybe in my head not doing that well don't stop being you because you're the best part of this is what I meant that's I what I meant I wasn't criticizing you I know I was telling you don't me. hold back because you need to supervise my sorry <laughs> that's what I meant no we're not doing that narrative you are you are part of the success of this podcast why don't we choose again why don't we forgive ourselves for feeling that way and let's choose again I believe in the success of this podcast, because we're worthy of the success. You say it now. I believe in the success of this podcast because we're worthy of the success. Amen. I agree. And I'm going to read the book. You should read the book. I, I, and I know that your intention is coming from a place of like, you want this to succeed because you want me to succeed. I know it has less to do with you and more to do with me. And I want you to know that I really appreciate that. But like, we're doing a good job. We really are. And okay. and you know what? I appreciate how far we've come in our relationship, like in the feelings of like that we're starting to come in of like, oh my God, I'm so mad at my mom right now. I like started to think about the things I appreciate. And we went from, I think it was 2017 or 2018. I didn't talk to you for like seven, eight months, maybe we didn't speak at all because I was so angry at you to now we talk once a week and we have the best. We talk a lot more than once a week. I know. I just mean like we carve out minimum one hour of our day in the week to talk, to laugh and cry and whatever. And we are, and it's not staged and it's not planned and it's not rehearsed. And it's we not- just are in such a great place in our relationship. And I am so appreciative of how far that we've come. And that's because of the work we both have put into this. And that's worth that's something. That's worth everything. So our, our low turned into a high. There you go. All right. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. We needed to deal with some mommy issues. Yeah the end of the day that's what this is about right yeah um anyways yeah anybody who's feeling um fear insecurity about their life and love and career i urge you to listen to super attractor because it really has like oh also i spoke to my psychic yesterday (laughs) and she told me spirit is telling me to tell you to tell your mom to listen to esther hicks she actually said she said Esther Hicks, and I only knew Esther Hicks because of this book that I'm reading. 
And I was like, oh my God, it's so funny you say that. Cause she, she's like, do you know who Esther X is? And I'm like, I only know as of like this week, because I'm listening to Gabby Bernstein and she goes, she won't, she won't resonate with Gabby. Tell her spirit is saying Esther X for okay. you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I know Gabby and really it's not, whatever, it's not for but, you. you. I right. mean, it, it proof is in the pudding. You literally, as I said it, you were like, don't meet your heroes. I think she said spirit is saying for you to listen to Esther Hicks. She okay. also said, guys, I'm so sorry to break the news here, but like, I'm going to have a podcast producing empire. I'm going to be incredibly successful. I don't know what to tell you, <laughs> but she well, was like, I can't wait till you can quit your job so that you can <laughs> produce the other stuff we're working on. Yeah. Well, because that would be great. And we also told me not to, to do manage. That. Oh, really? She told me you're, you oh. cannot, you cannot uh, work with big personalities. She's like, okay, your, your mom is the big personality. And now you have to work with like institutions and like people who are like okay whatever and I was like okay whatever it is that you want to (laughs) do that's going to make you feel that all the work that you've always put in because you've always been such a hard worker is giving you your just rewards that's all I want you've worked hard from the day that you understood what work ethic was in school I had to tell you to stop studying yeah what parent has to tell the kid to stop studying <laughs> so you which know is I mean? funny because for if anybody's listening to the quizzes like you would think like well then bitch where's, right I know. where's the evidence in the studying <laughs> i don't know it just it, it's in the recycling bin i said yeah. the test is over put the information in the trash can yeah. apparently in a past life sorry i'm just talking about my psychic now but she was saying like no matter what i'm gonna be okay she's like i don't see you ever struggling She's like, you, you just have to like, believe that, you know, you'll have endless resources. She's like, because in a past life, you were like, almost like a decorator for like aristocrats. She's like, you had endless supplies of money. It wasn't yours. You were just given a lot of money to create, to like set a scene for people to like, she's like, I'm seeing like fountains and statues. And I was like, I was a decorator. Like, stop. (laughs) That's so cute. I love it. So she's like, you have, you have the resources you like. I don't think this is about, I don't see this about money as much as you do. Like, I I think, I, I think that obviously of your age too, but for me, it's not that I know, but that's, but the whole thing is, that's my fear. My fear is like, I don't have enough. I don't have enough money to do the things that I want to do. Yeah. And I have to like push past that and be like, you do have endless amount of resources. It may not be financial right now, but you will get there. It's like, oh, I have no get that, that fear out of your head. But yeah. I, what do you mean? I, you may have, may not have any doubt about that. As of last week, I was like, oh, I'm going to live in this bungalow for the rest of my life. I'll never be, I'll never be like rich by any means. And like, I'll just always be like kind of in the middle. I truly believe that. And I kind of stuck myself in that place where I'm I like, don't know why you, because both you and John Liam are incredibly creative people, super well respected in your fields. Like but it's just a funny time. We're in a really weird time. And I it's think it's a weird time. But... You also just to protect yourself, you stop, you stop trying, you stop like believing that there could be more because you're like, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to be like disappointed if that doesn't happen. And it's like, you know what? Life is about disappointment sometimes. And if you don't take a risk, you'll never know. You'll never like actually be fulfilled in your life. So I'm it pushing is better. My fear. It is better to risk and fail. It really is. It yeah. really, really is. Um, you know, it's funny. I don't, I don't take my own advice. I've been dealing with one of the big personalities that we're talking about and he 
is like I love him, but he's driving me crazy. It's like, dude, you die a thousand deaths. Nothing's happened yet, and you're already like, you know, what if this? What if that? What if the other thing? It's like, let it be. Let yeah. it. It's gonna work out, you know. And so it's funny because on the one hand, I can do that, and then for myself, it's like, why can't I just say let it be? Because I feel like I'm not done enough. When it's on me, I feel like I haven't done enough. But I'm like that with everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on to. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> let's do you want to talk about? I, I think the the one thing that everybody wants to talk about initially is this whole thing that happened with Andy Cohen. You know, right. Andy yesterday um, received a scathing letter. NBC Universal received a scathing letter addressed to Andy and I guess his whole team um, from Mark Garagos and another lawyer. And it, it's it's interesting to note that. Mark Garagos is the lawyer that is handling the reality reckoning of Bethany's and he is Bethany's lawyer. So I kind of think that maybe she's behind this. Uh, Apparently um, at some point, Andy sent a um, video to, um, to uh, Brandy Glanville where he was with another Bravo celebrity. I think it's Kate Chastain. And he was saying that he had been thinking about her and that he wants to have sex with Kate while thinking of uh, Brandy and mm-hmm. would like for Brandy to watch. He yeah. was inebriated. This is, by the way, all this is allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Apparently he was inebriated and um, he apologized for it and said that it was all unjust and that uh, what's her name? Um, Brandy Kate. was in on the on the thing and that, but that he knew that it was inappropriate, inappropriate. and apologized. Yeah. Uh, I want to know what you think about it. I think it's 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 a fuzzy line with Andy Cohen because Andy Cohen is not just this like person who runs as an executive producer all of these shows. So there has to be, in a way, as an executive producer, a divide between cast and and yeah. an exec. There's also the fact that he is talent and watch what happens live, and he's his own personality and whatever. So it's a a fuzzy line for sure. And I think there's a lot of things that happen on Watch What Happens Live that could probably be put in a letter by legal people being like, you said this and you said that, and I feel unsafe or disgusted or whatever. Yeah. So the fact, I think like we have to look at a lot of things. One, we have to look at the fact that it is the same lawyer as Bethany Frankel, who is on a rampage to make sure look at this thumbs up who who is on a mission to destroy Andy Cohen. I think that's number one. And I think number two, we have to look at Brandy Glanville, who is a very gullible, uh, malleable person to be like, Hey, come over here on this side because she has a lawsuit against her with Caroline. That that also muddies the water so much, even though they are two entirely different things. And by the way, for sure, the the thing with Andy is not a lawsuit. It is a letter asking for him to step down. Some people have compared it, and some of the you know page six and stuff compared it to Matt a Matt Lauer situation. That's ridiculous. I think that's ridiculous too. You know, Matt Lauer not only sexually abused women, he. Uh, you know, lock them, lock doors behind him. There was a false imprisonment situation too. So it's not the same. 
I, I here's what I think. This is my prediction. You know, just as somebody that has been Bravo talent and also as a lawyer, because I can never take off that hat. Uh, I think I agree with you. Andy wears two different hats. You know, yeah. he's talent, but he is also a C-suite executive, meaning you know he is the face of Bravo in more ways than one. Yeah, the way that he behaves with his talent is part of his success. The fact, the, the fact that he's accessible and that he's um, fun and carefree and kind of, you know, whatever. I do yeah. think that it would make sense that they would not ignore this altogether. I don't, I, I think it's going to blow over is what I think is going to happen. Um, there's a lot of people and, you know, the court of public opinion sometimes is stronger than the in a, than a court of law. For sure. Generally. What people are saying is, oh, Brandy's desperate. Brandy's this. Brandy needs money. Yeah. I don't love that either because they're judging her by her past behavior and bas basically saying you asked for it. Okay. Right. I, I don't know if it's that. I It's very, it's reading to me like, look over here, look over here. Like, I know I did that thing with Caroline Manzo, but like, look over here. Look at what Andy's doing. Let's have him step down because he's a monster. It's very distraction-based stuff where it's it, yeah. like the reality well, it, is that you have had inappropriate, I'm talking Brandy, she has had a lot of inappropriate moments. She fires off crazy things all the time yeah. and has been under scrutiny for that for a while. And then it finally caught up to her and Caroline Manto said, I'm not taking this from you. And then, I don't know. I think she's, I, I don't know. I, I get what I you're saying you're that it's. It's not like great for people to be saying that, but I really, if it were anybody else, maybe I would be thinking about it differently. I don't trust the I'm surprised Glanville that that's the way that you think it about it, but I'm not, I don't believe that this, that look back when the Me Too movement was a big thing, you and your sister would get very angry about me, about my position on it because believe, but verify I don't care who the woman is. I don't care who the man is. You can be a a porn star. And if your boss of the porn star industry makes unwanted advances towards you, you have a right to say no. You can choose. I want this kink. I don't want this kink. You can. A woman can choose that. So some of this is is that, you know, mm. when you think if if that actually happened, he is her boss. She depends on him. For her livelihood, he decides whether she sees the inside of a Bravo studio or a been, be part of filming. Yes. So if that had made her uncomfortable, and I agree with you, probably didn't make her uncomfortable. No. She's not the type for whom that becomes uncomfortable. But let's say it did, then she has a right to say no. And she probably didn't feel like she had the right to say, like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't believe that that's the case. Um, so what I think is going to happen is I don't think anything's going to happen to Andy. I do think that Andy will probably re reconsider some of his um, just engagement totally. with talent which, outside which of the thing and protect himself a little more because maybe he let his guard down too much and thought, I'm just messing with you. This is where we have a good relationship. And by the way, because he's like that is is the reason the network is successful too. It is those, no, who else could do that? You know? Yeah. That's not an easy thing. So, you know, again, I think it's too early. This just happened yesterday. 
you know, I, and I think he, Friday, honestly, I think he did the right thing by just immediately apologizing and being like, yeah. I understand that it was inappropriate and I'm sorry. And then, because then you just go, we're not, we're not making this a bigger thing. Cause I'm apologizing. Right. We're and also, forward. and also he knows that the video exists, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he exists. can't deny it. He can't deny the video. I just think that if this was a big law firm or an accounting firm or something like that, there would be major repercussions. And I hope you know, that they understand he's in a unique position. I'm not either defending him or defending her or anything else. I also think it's a weird situation when, you know, with that, that Caroline Manzo had to go the route of a lawsuit. And if I've read the complaint and, and the allegations are pretty, pretty difficult to read and Bravo chose not to settle with her. So she had to file a lawsuit because our contracts all say you need to go to arbitration first mediation yeah first. yeah you can't just immediately so, so you can't just sue so she sued because they didn't settle and if they didn't settle they're saying brandy did nothing wrong so how do you juxtapose that with what's happening now do you mm. know what i mean yeah. if she did nothing wrong you know that's i just want to wait and see i think it's too soon to tell but you know we needed to talk about it and yeah um, i have a feeling this is all gonna go away i think it's just i don't think over. that this is not even anything next week that's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I do think we're going to see a change, in an internal behavior. change in his behavior. I think so, too. I, I think that he's not going to take as many risks. You know, there's been a lot of money lost by not putting out Ultimate Girls tri Trip Season 3, the Morocco trip. That will never see the light of day, ever. No. And so imagine each of these women were paid two fifty to $300,000 plus the cost of the production crew and everything else in Morocco, first class flights. No, no, we're no. talking millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. And so ultimately, the network will look to him and say, you've made us a lot of money, but lately we have all these lawsuits and all these things. So, you know, I think maybe because Housewives is the way it is and the, and the ratings are what they are, I think we're going to see fewer shows. I think over the next couple of years, we're going to see OC, New Jersey, Beverly Hills. And I don't know, you know, maybe Salt Lake City, if it continues to do OK, I think everything else is going to fall off. Honestly, I hope so, because I don't know if we need all of these. But it's also what keeps the network going round. Like you kind of right. need all. And the they're shows. making a ton of money with they're Bravo making so much money. Uh, Andy has done a whole lot for NBC Uni in the revenue department. Oh yeah. You know, the amount of money that Bravo makes for them. He's he's just I mean, and that's why he makes whatever, I think it's twenty five million dollars a year or something around there. Rightfully so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So all right. So we had two finales this week. Yes. We had let's talk Beverly Hills because I let's honestly, talk Beverly Hills first. We have to talk about we'll, we'll talk first about Kyle Mauricio. Mm -hmm. That was a tough scene. And that was on, a very tough scene. And I'm so glad we saw it because obviously I, I feel like everything regarding Kyle and Mauricio this season has been leading to this one scene where we like, quote unquote, got clarity, but we didn't. It was also like, you could still tell that there was like some trepidation behind both Mauricio and Kyle and like not really wanting to divulge too much to their kids when they were super unclear about what they wanted and what's going on. Oh, seeing Portia cry like that killed me. All the you know, kids, it was like fighting tears. It was really sad. It was a little too familiar for us. We had a very similar scene when 
your dad and I got divorced. And even though you guys knew it was tough, you guys hide your sadness behind. This is a, a trick laughter. you learned from your dad from behind laughter. And but I know that it was really hard. And and Portia, she's it killed me. It killed me. She's I, little. She's still little. Yeah. And I, I don't, I, I see them getting divorced. I think it's too late. I think it's over. That's just like when your dad and I got divorced, it's like people are like the judge. You know, we were married for 23 years and he went because we were in agreement. We did never fought about money, never fought about anything. We never fought about you guys. We had a very simple divorce and the judge is like, he went alone for the final judgment. And she says, no, I want to talk to her. Mm. And she goes, are you sure? This doesn't make sense. I've never seen anybody be more, you know, this is like a happy divorce. It's weird. Can't you guys work this out? It was really <laughs> kind of like, funny. I've never no. seen a judge do that. Yeah. And to this day, your dad and I have a great relationship. Yeah. And we help each other out in anything we can. And with you guys and we have. That's how it should be. Yeah. But it's it was hard to watch. I loved the scene with Erica Jane. I love, I, I think Erica Jane is a really smart woman. Like really smart. I I, I think that's one the of the scene things that, of her performing. No, the scene of her performing is amazing. But the scene where she came to talk to Kyle. Oh, and yeah, Kyle yeah, advice yeah. Was a great scene. Yeah, it was a great scene. Her advice was very good advice. And she's just really very oh, no. much together. Erica uh, has settled into herself in a way that's so like what a character arc that woman has had from last season from the last two seasons to now it's a completely different person and even why just is her that? because she crashed and burned and she right. came out from the ashes she rose like a fucking phoenix yeah but like most people will like fake the funk rising from the ashes and be like i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine i genuinely believe that erica jane is fine like she feels very oh, no she's fine now because grounded. when she wasn't fine she said it she feels rooted to like who she is. She feels like everything she's wanted is happening for her. So why would she feel otherwise that she's like no. not okay? And her she's confidence. like, I may not be the richest woman, but it's like, I have enough to be okay. And that's like, I don't know her performance at SoFi stadium. was so, Oh my God. It was, I amazing. loved it. And I Denise it Richards too. needs to shut up. Like, I don't know Denise what her Richards, deal I mean, is. First of all, why are you wearing that pink thing? Like, why is what's happening? I just, I'm over that, you know, Me too. I'm yes. over that. I'm, I'm, we're good with Denise Richards. Why are we invite? Why are we miking her? Invite her. Don't mic her. We don't need it. She's not yeah. a part of the group anymore. Like, she's well, I not mean, a lot of people were invited to that. Camille was there too. Uh, I just don't understand why this party is sentimental. The white party is sentimental. Why do you have to spend $400,000 and do it oh at God. SoFi Stadium for a sentimental party? And by the way, the she-she guy that does she-she-she, whatever, he would never have put her name on the floor had she not said that that was okay. So that was a little false modesty. <laughs> oh, I don't I know. I think she wants to be LVP. Oh, She's I... always wanted to be LVP. I disagree. I disagree okay. wholeheartedly. I think that she was embarrassed by that because at the end of the day, he's doing things like she said, based on what other people hire him for, which are people who are like egomaniacs. I really don't think Kyle was like, put my name on the floor. Well, I mean, she wanted to make that entrance and then it, that kind of went over like a lead balloon. Like nobody looked and, and, and oh my God. And the Mauricio, so the Mauricio thing where he was like, He's like, spin around. Like, he was putting on a show that was so hard to watch. 
that was so and she was like okay like don't fake this this is so strange yeah also do not invite me if anyone is having any party at sofi stadium don't invite me because i don't want those stadium lights on me okay yeah, I, I know nobody looks good in those dark lights. moody candlelight yeah listen as blur a me out as Real a life filter as a dick as a decorator for aristocrats in my past life lighting is very important okay lighting is everything i don't want to see stadium lights on anybody wearing white okay like we don't need that yeah i wanted mood lighting in there it's like this is weird but yeah it's too big there wasn't enough whatever it was more is more which i get it i don't understand why she had to spend four hundred thousand dollars on a party that was a sentimental party i don't know maybe because she 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 felt like it might be the last one because Mauricio and her are not going to be it's doing over. that one together. Maybe she'll do a smaller version of it, but I think it was like yeah. maybe subconsciously the last yeah. hurrah of the white party as a family unit. Yeah. You know, maybe that's what it was. And 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 seeing all those scenes because she has been for thirteen years or fourteen years on Beverly Hills and seeing those kids little and oh, they were a happy family. But I was sobbing. One of the things that Erica told her that I found very poignant was the fact that she said, you didn't fail. Mm. You had a beautiful marriage for all those years. I have always felt that. I always felt that your dad and I didn't fail. Mm -hmm. I just felt that the relationship ran its course. And I think that when you get married so young and we were together from the time that we were 21, you don't evolve at the same rate. Or, you know, the things that interest you are different and you kind of go in different directions. You get all caught up in, for me and him, it was all about you guys. And you don't remember who the other person is. And then there's really no way to fix that. But would I, if I had to do it all over again, I would do it exactly the same way. I don't feel that I failed. I had 23 years of a great family and whatever. And I think about it fondly. I don't focus on anything negative. And I think that's what they have. And I think it's time think for her so to too. do something else. She's ready. She's she des- ready. They both deserve to be happy and whatever that means for them. And like, I think they've had a lot of maybe the last year, probably and some change. They've just been really struggling and like feeling unhappy. And it's like time to just let it go. Let it go. And yeah. also, who knows? You never know what what will happen. Maybe if you set it free, it might come back around, and you might align together. My, they again, might go out there. Yeah, they might go out there know. and say, "You know what? I had it good. Exactly. This, it's, it's the grass is not greener. All that." But I do think that there's a lot going on between her and Morgan, and and on the you know when yeah. they showed the preview of the of the reunion where they asked her, could you see yourself with Morgan Wade? And she didn't say no. And then she was on watch what happens live. And there's also, we should put that up for people to see if they haven't seen on, you know, of her having her rubbing her kind of side, butt, hip area. It was very intimate. They're in a relationship. (laughs) They're in a relationship. I don't think Kyle is ready to fully commit to the idea of people knowing that she is in a female relationship, because I think that there's a lot of probably things embedded in her from her childhood and her life and growing up that like, that's not okay. I do think that. And I think we live in a world now where it is okay. And maybe she's slowly coming closer to the idea that she can do it openly, but she's in a relationship with Morgan Wade period. End of story. 
that's what's happening. I agree. And I, and I, and, and I also think that, you know, sometimes it's the forbidden aspect of it. Once she, Mauricio are living separately and she's full on with Morgan Wade. I don't know that that's what she would want to have. I don't know. She is drawn. Like I am, um, I'm obsessed with Lainey Wilson, who is a country music star. I love her from the first time I saw her on Yellowstone and she's won a lot lately. And when, um, when this when Kyle was in the at the People's Choice Awards, she posted a picture with Lainey Wilson. And Lainey Wilson has always reminded me of Morgan Wade. She has that same kind of vibe, not the tattoos and stuff, but pretty and whatever. And kind of the music is similar. And I'm like, maybe she just is drawn to women now. And, and that's OK. Oh, is Lainey Wilson a, a lesbian? No, I don't think so. Oh, no. But but she has that, that doesn't you know, I don't know. Yeah, it just. You, you can be drawn to a woman that doesn't respond to your whatever. For you know, sure. Kyle didn't know she was, you know, with the new definition of sexuality that you people use. Oh, God. It has nothing to do with with gender and it has nothing to do with what parts you have. You fall oh. in love with somebody's essence and you fall in love with somebody's whatever. Again, too old, too, too set in my ways to really wrap my head around that. But I'm trying to. Is, there's nobody that you you love that's a woman that, you, that you're like i could totally see myself with that person yeah no oh well i'm i'm recently gay actually because I, I like just... i'm i'm recently like we've talked about like you know you can have a girl crush or think something's yeah, yeah. badass but when you get into like having to go be like say it go down girl say it carpet munching oh god scissoring uh yeah scissoring no. <laughs> yeah no i thought i had a girl crush but i am in fact gay <laughs> oh okay good I, and who is this that you're I, in love with i discovered an artist i mean i know i'm so late to this party people are probably gonna be like okay you're an idiot i discovered an artist her name is fletcher she's a singer i'm obsessed with her music she's so beautiful her music is so good her voice is insane and i was like oh i have a girl crush and i was like no i'm gay <laughs> what does she look like like a stunning angel i don't know how to explain it she's just beautiful i think i know who she is i saw her i think i saw her recently too yeah for me i can tell you one thing is that me being drawn to people men or women has nothing to do with how they look right zero zero it doesn't hurt though when they're it doesn't hurt but it's just not my thing like it's not Mm -hmm. my thing i could see the most beautiful looking man or woman or whatever and i may still hate their face for no reason and it's like why I don't like his face, and uh, like Ken will say, why don't you I like I don't like that guy's face? Uh, Timothy Chalamet, I hate his face. Oh yeah, listen, I cannot with Timothy Chalamet. Right, I, so after, I don't like his face. So I'm trying to watch Willy Wonka, and I'm no, like, no, no, I hate no, his no. face. After watching Wonka, that I can't even look at him. I'm not kidding. I, I, right. So I so, had, and he's not an unattractive person, but I don't no, like. He's his face. so cute. He's just yeah. a bad actor, and that's okay. So a little bit more Beverly Hills. Um, I didn't understand what lesson Sutton was teaching Porter. Oh who, she's adorable, by the way. Oh she's really God. adorable and very different from her mother. And so cute. Tell, she's so she's sweet. So cute. But how is buying overpriced jewelry with, let's be frank, with Not money. Not her money. Right. Well, it is her money. See, there. this is, I don't like to say that either because I've always, I'm trying to grow. Sure. And I've always had the perspective that if, your husband made the money, then you, it's not your money. But if your husband made the money during the time that you were with him, supporting him, whatever, then it kind of is your money. Too. I agree. And, 
I agree. Yeah. It was the, so, it was the idea that the words came out of her mouth. I want to show my daughter that I'm not this cliche wealthy woman. And right. It's like, and you're at a jewelry in- store with your daughter buying overpriced $68,000 earrings. Those earrings. They're not that were, pretty. Were they weren't that pretty and they did not have that many diamonds or sapphires, whatever. I it, didn't like it. If you're at a party and someone is not, is not saying something about the the jewelry you spent $68,000 on. I'm pretty sure that's how much she spent on it, right? $68,000. $68,000 earrings. If you walk into a party and not one person has said anything about it and you're the one who has to say- I'm going back to the do store. Do you like these earrings? Like, if you have to do that, I'm so sorry. You Didn't spent- they look, they look thin. They looked pobrecito. Here's the thing. They like, I don't. Yeah, I like either studs or really big earrings. I don't like the in-between. I don't Let's like see. the ones you're wearing. I don't like I, I was going to say, I'm, I'm an in-between I hate girl. that. Eso es como like little dangly little, I don't I, know, to me, I would I'm argue, wrong, by the way. Oh, listen, I would argue that your gigantic earrings from my Absolutely. Miami finale were a little crazy and you need to maybe tone it down <laughs> because they, they were the size of your fucking head. Okay. <laughs> Those are great earrings. They're mommy. You need to scale. Do you know how many people called me to ask me where I got those earrings? Mommy, this was, this was you at the, at the Miami finale. This was you actually a little bigger, to be honest. It was outrageous how big those earrings were. You look beautiful, by the way, that like your outfit was great, but I was like, you, I I know what you did. You were standing in the mirror and you go, this needs something. You're like, I'm going to I'm gonna get the Empire State Building. I'm going to put them no, on my We've ears. had those earrings for a long time. I've worn those earrings before. I know. And maybe it's time to just like put them away. Okay. Bueno, eso areticos de guajirita que you have on right now, don't do it for me either. I'm Josefina, so, okay? This, exactly. Okay. Well, All let's right, talk so, about Miami. Let's go. But, but, okay. You go. You lead the way, girl. I just want to start with the finale. Uh, uh, or with the finale. That was the finale. I want to start with the party at the end where you showed up. I, I don't know if anybody clocked this okay but obviously alexia you walk in it says anna kinkos is whatever under it says adriana's friend which is very interesting because you're nicole's friend but i digress whatever then we cut to alexia and she's like in an in interview i don't know why she's here but i'm not leaving because i look too good blah 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 very much being like i don't fuck with anna cut to a couple minutes later in the corner of like B-roll, it's you and Alexia talking in the corner, laughing, hamming it up. So yeah. let's just like, remember that there is a world here that you see on TV. And then there's a world where I'm, I'm, I'm surprised nobody's caught. Nobody's caught that. Yeah. We had a conversation that was supposed to air that in fact, you know, the producers told me, oh, you have that great scene with Alexia and they didn't air it. And you as a producer know that. That just has to do with where the story's headed and whether it makes sense. So I don't, it doesn't matter. But, uh, and also there was a little bit of like, you know, a little bit of digging into Marisol during that conversation, which I guess they don't want to perpetuate that. They're trying Uh, to protect. But, but I went from the moment I got there, she was trying to focus on her conversation. And if you notice, she could not stop looking at me and I don't understand why. And it was so funny that she said that she looked too good because it's really not one of the best times she's looked. She had bruises here. Everybody was is talking about what those bruises are. I guess she had some treatment done on her jawline and they tried to cover uh, all the black and blue. It was really obvious and it was not one of her her best I, 
was going to say, I thought she looked great. I liked that dress. I liked that it was like somewhat simple for Alexia. Yeah. I, I didn't. It's not my, I, I mean, she never looks bad. Alexia's pretty and she never looks bad. I don't think it was her. I liked her how she looked at the reunion. Yes. We, we you talked know, about that. And I think that Marisol has never looked worse in her life. Whoever made her that dress, yes. Whoever did her hair and her makeup should be shot. She looked like she just been. Seriously, Marisol is not attractive, but Marisol has always had pretty good decent style. style, good style, and she has, you know, she's not about showing off whatever. She it looks like a like Game of Thrones hadn't collided with something else. It's just an exploded on her. I didn't she like it at all. Square and and she looks bigger, even though she's so thin. She looks demacrada is the only word I can say. Yes, she looks whatever. Alexia, a little bit too, because Alexia is used to having the giant lashes, the huge. And so she looks a little washed out, but I appreciate it because I think she looked better. And I think everybody else, not Nicole, but a lot of other people look very costumey. And I don't like costumey. Although, you know, again, I, I love Gertie, I think she carries it well. And by the way, Tori totally tried to copy her look, and it was not um, copy her look with the whole kind of Grace Jones the vibe. Thing. Oh my god, that was so yeah. Strange. And she did not for the reunion. You have to have the personality know. that Gertie has to carry that. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about Gertie and the shaving her head. And oh my god, that was so. Listen, I'm just so impressed with anybody who goes through something as like intense as cancer and decides to put a camera on it because I imagine that people who have had an experience like that, whether it's like personally or like a family member or friend felt very, um, seen or, you know, like not isolated in their experience. And I think something like that, where it's very vulnerable, it's very easy to say, I'm not putting this on camera. And she did. And I thought like, I don't know. I thought that was good. I think, look, I can't even tell you. I love Gertie. I love Russell so much. I love Russell so much. Oh my Um, gosh. When he was cutting her hair, first of all, that was all very genuine. And when he said, he said to her, and I wrote it down, you're very beautiful. He goes, you look good. It was so genuine. And then when she said. (laughs) You wrote down, you look beautiful because he thought you'd forget it. Okay. He he said, you're very beautiful. Mm. It was different. You have to go back to that part. He was surprised and impressed that his wife is so beautiful that she looks good even bald. With her, you don't want right. to see me bald. You don't want to oh, see no. me bald. Oh, no. No, no, You know no. what I'm saying? Uh, Your head is too big. My you head is too big. You and can't it's not see a, that. Right. And so, and then when she said, I'm ready. Mm. I don't know if you, you caught that. Listen, she, she was, the, there was a moment there where she was like, she, you can tell, you saw every emotion she was going through. She was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Happy, happy, happy. Oh, I'm just going to do it. Oh, we're fine. We're good. We're good. And then it set in what, what's, what was about to happen. And then you saw her panic a little bit. She got scared. She said, Russell, why are, why are you trying to do this so fast? That wasn't happening. She just she started s- to settle into what was about to happen it was so raw. It and was so it so makes real. me a little bit mad because there are a lot of people that say that she is taking advantage of her cancer. And honestly, it's fucking cancer, people. Okay? Oh this gosh. is not something you take advantage of. She is the epitome of blooming where she's planted. Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. And like, um, maybe there is a world where like 
she she was meant to put this out there so that people didn't feel so isolated in their and experience. people didn't feel that it was a dead end or that it was a death sentence it, it your attitude has everything to do with it but you saw her go through it and there was a point where she went through that that kind of panic and whatever and all of a sudden she swallowed hard and she said i'm ready yeah she really and it really like hit me because that. i felt yeah you are ready yeah you are ready you're ready and you're make me feel that I can do anything. And I like it. I like it. I don't, I don't care what anybody says about it. I think Larsa is an animal. She's an animal. Yeah, man. Uh, Larsa is either a little bit sociopathic because she, it doesn't seem that she has the ability to empathize. No, she doesn't. I'll tell you one thing. She's going to learn a very tough lesson in life because up to now, for the most part, she's lived a charmed life has never had to worry about money, has healthy children, that are successful and, and, and thriving and all this stuff, anything can happen to anyone. Okay. And that's when you learn empathy. No, I'm yeah. not wishing it on her. No, no, no. But I know. we are all a second away from some tragedy. I and think Larsa, at the end of the day, she just, it's what you said. She just, she cannot understand another person's experience. She can't because she's see so past caught up herself. In her own stuff. Yeah. She can't see past herself. So any, anything that's, that's being said to her, she sees as a personal attack I don't know who said it, if it was Gertie or Kiki, but it's like Lars is so defensive because she has stuff to hide. And that's really what it is. Another thumbs up. Um, she is the fakest of them all physically. She has had so much work done and refuses to admit it, which is like, it's really psych. It's, it's like psychologically insane for you to say, I've never touched my face. I've never touched my butt when you look like that, you know, but it, yeah. but it's a testament to like, how she is. That's just like, yeah. she's like, she thinks that she's fooling everybody and she, because she's hiding so much. And she's like, she's like, no, I'm get totally getting away with it. I don't know what you're talking about. We're yeah. all good. Her acting like what video? Oh, did you see the Michael Jordan? Video? She's like, what video? It's like, yeah. Can you be no, real then, for one second? Also, and also Lisa, um, just blindly just supporting her. It, it's just look, if you're my friend, I am going to tell you when you're wrong too. You should. Some of my best friends, like Glenda, will let me have it when I need to have it, and it's not fun. That's what it's a not fun is for. It's not. It's not often. Thank yeah, God, but like it's not day. fun. And Sylvia too will tell me, and you know, yeah. Um, but um, I, and and I love also the very real friendship between Nicole and Gertie. Yeah, the fact that she knows what Gertie needs—it's yeah, like, like give her, her a second, let her go. It, it, I could tell that there's very much a real relationship there. I I could see a lot more of that. I would be happy with seeing a lot of that. Me too. Yeah, I will so, say I have never been happier in my life for a show to be over. Like, yeah. I am. So, I mean, I know we have to do reunion recaps and stuff, but my God, I am counting yeah. down the days for this. There's to be a over. lot of screaming. It is. It, it's a show get get that like te altera like that data. You, you, like it it gets you right like not riled up in a good way like it, it I have so much anxiety it disturbs watching this your show piece, right? I literally just, have to hold my hand over my heart when I'm watching because sometimes I'll forget to breathe and yeah. I'll be like oh remember like don't let this energy seep into your body because it will happen where I, I start will. like holding my breath and like getting like I'm like this is that's not how you want to be watching your programs no sorry no. You want to feel relaxed and like you're having a good time. I do not feel relaxed or like I'm having a good time. And I right. feel like it's because your earrings are so big that they triggered me. 
<laughs> okay then i'm just kidding. well um, um okay well we've been talking for a long time or yes, maybe it feels like that because we took 15 minutes waiting for you to answer an email <laughs> before we started that too and also because we started out with i guess crying mommy issues things but we will talk more about the reunion next week the preview to the reunion like i just fell in love more with nicole i loved it she was like you need to go like rub one out yeah it was like it was like for me you have had a boner for hard on it was a hard on a hard on yeah you have had a hard on for me since you met me so i think you need to go rub one off in the bathroom girlfriend (laughs) it's just so you know what is epic about that that it is a pregnant doctor saying it it's who is delivering this message because if it was anybody else it would seem vulgar but it doesn't seem vulgar to me like it's I Nicole saying i'm so done with you like i'm, I'm not so done with your nice. loca. Yeah. yeah yeah so um, did you get somebody to read a re- uh someone new to read a review oh i thought you said you wanted me to read a review no i said it's your turn to get somebody to read oh i didn't know you said that but that's okay i don't have anybody to read a review but i'm gonna read a review because today we're gonna do something i like to call beba lingo oh there is duolingo and then there's beba lingo so i'm gonna read a review and you are gonna translate going to translate it but you're not gonna translate it verbatim you're gonna translate the the idea Okay. Yeah, the idea. So it's going to be, by the way, oh, I took it off. But I just want you guys all to know that I'm officially an old hag because I have a little chain for my glasses. It's cute. Listen, but- your glasses turtleneck combo right now is giving like mature lady <laughs> in a positive way. In oh, positive and that's way. what I'm going for. Thank you. Oh, God. Mature right. lady is good. We like mature lady. Okay. I'm going to like write down some notes. Look at the extent of my, look at this gray hair. Mommy, I just had Jolene before we got on pluck a gray hair from my scalp. So okay, don't even worry about it. Hair. It's, it's the beginning of the hair. end. <laughs> okay. Um, that's not Nina Pudio. You, you can't have so much gray hair because I didn't start getting gray hair till like n- seriously not long ago. And also daddy doesn't really get a lot of gray hair. Like my dad is 60 in October and he is maybe has like 20 gray hairs it's very strange the genes in this family like i'm so hashtag blessed the fact that i don't have to get botox yet i mean when i go like this i have some back up Jeez, here i haven't gotten but like i don't have the crow's feet yet i do have these like smile lines that come in but i cover them up with concealer because we can still do that right now we're still I didn't at that get phase it, but, like first but of all i've only done genes. botox three times in my life and you look the only crazy. time Huh? And I look crazy the first time I did it too soon in my 40s. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it recently. I put it on Instagram. Very little with Dr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wolf, who's the greatest. And very so little is fine. You have. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not touching my face until I have to touch my face. Okay, so I'm going to write down. Just read the review and I'm going to write down some notes of things. Okay. We had a bad review last week, so I'm not going to read a bad one. We're not so Do- tempted to read a bad one, but. Okay, just read a good one. We've had a lot of ups and downs in this episode. Um, okay. Honestly, okay. this podcast should be pres- prescribed alongside cold plunging and meditation for better mental and physical health. Hear me out a second. There's absolutely nothing better than to have a funny disconnect from everyday life, but in a way that is so relatable. I admire Beva and Anna's mother-daughter relationship so much and quite frankly cannot stop laughing every time I listen 
in. Thank you for giving us all a much needed break from all the nonsense going on in the world. Okay. Wow. I know it's a lot, but just I'm the just... general idea. God. Okay. First, I'm just going to ask you some questions before we get started. Okay. <laughs> How do you say prescribed? Um, Never mind. I have indicado. I have... Indi you could say indicado. It, 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 el podcast debe ser indicado. Okay. Con... Right. Okay. I don't know if prescribed exactly, but it works. How do you say relatable? What? I don't know. Oh, and you want me to know? You want me to know that? I don't know that. Okay. I'm going to give you this one. because it's... No, no, no. Okay. Fine. Relatable. I have my Google Translate. Relacionable. Okay. Relacionable. I was just going to say that. <laughs> okay. Let me just write that down so I don't fucking forget it. Um, okay. Okay. Mira. <laughs> I always have to start with okay. I got to get okay. into it. Okay. En serio, este podcast es indicado. Debe, debe de ser indicado. Debe, debe ser indicado igual como un un baño frío y uh -huh. también terapia por, y meditación y, y meditación porque es tan eh, relacionable relacionable uh -huh. y yo quiero yo quiero dar gracias por Beba y Ana para el break en en, en en el mundo que es tan loco, loca. No sé, chica. Estoy struggling. I think that was good. -ish. Look, I, there, there was some words in there. Hold on. Let me try again. Okay. Okay. En serio, yo creo que este podcast debe hacer indicado igual como terapia, meditation, Um, un baño frío y yo quiero ser gracias a Ana y quiero, Beba. Dar, quiero darle dar, gracias darle gracias a Beba y Ana para el break en el mundo que es difícil very good that was better that you was see? better yeah that you was try good. again you always try again you did you gave yourself a second chance I gave I myself love a it. second chance I said Full I'm circle. choosing again um guys thank right, you guys. for listening I'm sorry for the ups and downs but honestly don't you feel better I feel better. I feel, I feel better. And I, but I, I felt horrible. And now I feel better because I didn't know that I had upset you so much. So now I need to go a little while beating myself up for upsetting no, you. And don't then, do that. But I feel better. I feel better because I'm not harboring any resentment towards you. I feel lighter, brighter, beautiful cover girl. And if anybody needs, if any aristocrats needs decorating in their house, any statues or fountains, I'm your girl. Apparently I'm your you. girl. You have Apparently. no idea. I'm really relishing in this uh, decorator past life. Um, okay. Follow us on Instagram at Beba underscore Rada. Anna Cooks QOKS at Mommy Issues a Pod. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Make sure to read a, leave a review so we can read it next episode. And um, that's it. That's it. Thanks for... All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Listening. Love you. Love Talk you. Later. Bye.